Shalom Aleichem, on behalf of Teach 613, we welcome you to take 10 for Talmud. Babakama Pei Zayin, Babakama 87a, pagination is 173. We'll start doing just really one line from the Mishnah. You could find it by counting up from the bottom about 13 lines. You'll see an abbreviation, Ches Shin Vav, which stands for a category of people, the deaf mute, a person with limited intelligence, and a child. And they fit a category that they lack responsibility for their actions, and therefore the damage that they do is, in general, not something that they're going to be liable for. So the rule is, Meeting up with these people is a bad encounter. If you do damage to them, you're going to be obligated. But if they do damage to other people, they're not going to be obligated. So an encounter with them puts you at a terrible disadvantage, a little bit of like a poetic presentation of this law. You're dealing with them. If they give a punch, they're not chayef for the damage. But if someone were to punch them, they would be liable for the damage. Now, the case of Koton, which is the third in this category, a child is an extremely relevant and somewhat challenging ruling. A child does damage, let's say in a store. A child does damage in a school. So until the age of bar mitzvah, bas mitzvah, there's at least limited liability. It seems that basically they're absolved. No mention is made about the parents. Are the parents liable for what's going on? And the simple understanding is that there is no liability. The child is absolved because they're not responsible, and the parent likewise does not have clear responsibility over the child's behavior. We have a rule, Gurama Benizakin Asur, it's forbidden to cause damage, so what they're doing is forbidden to do, but if you're looking to collect damages afterwards, it's limited as to what you're actually going to be able to collect. It's not clear how to cause obligation. Indeed, in Shulchan Aruch, Simon Tavchaf Dalid Se'iv Ches in Choshen Mishpat, the rule is that damaging the katan, your chayiv, fehem shechavlu ba'acherim pturim, and if they do damage to others, they're potter, and higdil ha'katan, even when the child gets older, enam chayavim l'shalim, they're not obligated to pay up for the damage that they did, shebesha'ah shechavlu bohem lo'hayu b'nei das, because at the time that they did the damage, they were not of intelligence. They were not of responsible status. Some discuss that perhaps they should be obligated in 
laws of heaven, so to speak, meaning on an ethical level, they should be obligated. And some suggest that that level of liability is not the actual damage amount, but rather a concept of pius, of appeasement. That when the child gets older, in order to do a proper tshuva, on whatever level is required, they would have to do an appeasement, a payment of some sort, for the damage that was done, and perhaps what the storyline was might also affect exactly what kind of efforts they would take in order to make amends. Now, in terms of the parent's liability, it gets a little bit delicate. Some invoke the ruling from Shulchan Aruch Simen Shin Tzadi Hei Se'if Gimel HaMaymid Behemas Chavero If a person places the animal of somebody else by another person's grain and therefore the animal eats it because you were maimed it. You put it exactly there so that it should do this damage. So then there is liability and according to that Perhaps, if a person brings a child into a store, he should be called a maimid. He, he brought the child to a position where the child's for sure going to do damage. It is delicate to invoke this rule, because the Ramah writes, Dafka, that's specifically where you literally brought the animal to that position, and one could say that the same liability that a person has for doing that on an animal, a person could have that same liability for doing that with a child, his or somebody else's. If you gain access to a location and put the child in a place where the child's going to do damage, good, the child's a cut, and I understand, but you did this. But the Ramah continues and is very explicit, Avokamla be'apa. But if you simply guided it so that it ended up going to the grain, then you're absolved. Have a grama. That's considered a grama benizikin. You caused it, but you didn't actually do it. It's not an extension of your hand, so to speak. And therefore, it would be asur. There might be some level of ethical liability, but it's not a straightforward dollar-for-dollar dollar kind of liability. And it leaves us still in a quandary if a parent brings a child into a store and the child does damage, is there a level of liability that can be imposed on the parent? So some argue that perhaps if it's like a china shop, so then walking in the aisles of the china shop would indeed be like a maimid. But anything short of that, a regular supermarket, it's not so clear that the parent is liable on the level that you could demand payment dollar for dollar. There is a tshuva from Rav Sternbach in which he grapples with this and others as well discuss this. One of the possibilities is that if there would be a minig if there would be an established custom of some sort, or a posted note in front of the store, bringing a child in 
assumes liability or children are not accepted into the store without a guardian watching them. If you could find a diplomatic way to word such a sign, it might put the storekeeper in a better position to expect payment if damage was done. Yeshe thank you for joining.